Hello and welcome to Fintech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Prayer. Today on the show, I have Lil Roberts, CEO of Zendu. Zendu is an online accounting firm that's looking to modernize and simplify the process of accounting for small businesses in America. And with that, here's my interview with Lil. Hello, Lil. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having us on. No, thanks for taking the time. So Lil Roberts, uh, CEO of Zendu. Tell us about Zendu. Zendu is an online bookkeeping and accounting platform, technology platform that we've wrapped around Zero and QuickBooks. And we exist to help small business owners have financial peace of mind. Excellent. So we're going to dive into that. Uh, we've had a couple of similar plays in the past, but everybody does things differently. And I'm very curious to see how you do things differently. But before we get there, tell me about what was the impetus for the creation of Zendu? Uh, I felt the pain firsthand, Jason. So, uh, serial. <laughs> there must be a better way. <laughs> you got it. That is so it, right? Uh, um, uh, serial entrepreneur. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a CPA. Um, I just was baffled by why this particular industry didn't keep up with technology and the speed of business as technology, you know, changed the way that we do business and every way that we do it. Excellent. So, all right, you discovered there was a problem. You thought there had to be a better way. Tell me about the journey that led to the creation of Zendu in terms of the actual like bit nuts and bolts. You went off to investigate and what did you find? Yeah, so what happened was uh, my last business was in the manufacturing space and I exited it in 2015. And it had been a pain point throughout, you know, like as I mentioned, all the businesses. And one of the things that struck me about this industry is that the price always went up. As they saw that you had more money in your business, it was like the black box, kind of like the legal industry too, right? And so the price mm-hmm. would go up, but the service wouldn't change. You weren't getting anything better or more efficient. And, and then as the world was moving, you still didn't have transparency. You didn't have speed. And so I'm like, okay. Well, after I exited that business, I said, I want to, what am I passionate about? I'm passionate about small business owners. I'm passionate about technology and, and I want to scale a business in technology. And so I went looking for analog industries that I was familiar with problems in those industries. And when I did my research on the accounting industry, I was just amazed. Um, and this is 2015, 2016. I was amazed that nobody was tackling this problem at that time. Now, fast forward to today, and we're an early mover in the space tackling this problem, but now there's a lot of people that have identified it and are tackling the problem. All a little bit different and all going after a little bit different audience. But for us, it was about uh, applying technology and helping a small business owner have the advantages that large corporations have. Why do large corporations have advantages when it comes to accounting and finance and understanding their numbers? Because they can afford to have CFOs and and pay for, you know, big accounting teams. And on the small business side, they end up paying more in taxes when they don't need to, and they don't understand the product of money. You know, it's, I've often said it before, you know, no one gets into business to do their bookkeeping, right? Unless you're a bookkeeping business, right? Like the reality is, is that bookkeeping and accounting and tax filings are all seen as necessary evils, right? And I think because of that, the bar for what's considered acceptable is probably pathetically low for a very long time. And it's, you know, I often... You know the litmus test for a lot of a lot of businesses I deal with my day job and even other other advisors who come to me for count for for help is you know when they say like I want to I want to improve my business or want to do X Y Z and grow and all this other stuff my first question is okay let's just look at some baseline structures how often you look at your books and the default answer is a look of borderline shame saying 
when when my accountant hands me the tax return and they're like is that is that is that wrong and my response is typically yeah i'm pretty sure tim cook does the same thing um <laughs> like no no and, and i think and it's trying to a lot of times even with business owners it's just it's a matter of flipping their mindset from it being a necessary evil to being a strategic asset right like if you don't know if you don't know the numbers of your business like you're just asking for trouble. And I've never seen a business scale to any large degree of success where the business owner didn't become obsessed with the numbers. But the challenge is getting the numbers, right? So well said, well said. You know what, we should put, we should put you on a video on ours because that is the challenge. The business owners do that do want their numbers and it's not all business owners that want them, but the ones that do, they couldn't get them in a timely way out of the industry. So typically, as you yeah. know, the industry, the month ends, right? And then in the traditional accounting industry, you will be lucky if you get them before the end of the following month. Well, mm -hmm. you know what? That's You can't run your business that way. You need to be able to get those numbers to me within five business days at the end of the month. You know, so you so you say, well, what's what's a key differentiator with us? There's a lot of them, but on the for the customer experience, 65% of our customers have their numbers for the prior month within the fifth business day of the following month. And the reason why it's 65% and not 100% is that typically it's you got to chase the small business owner to get a couple of answers, right? And if more of them give us answers quicker, we're working on, on helping them to see the benefits of that, um, we would publish even more than that. And none of the competitors in the, in the online space do that, let alone the traditional. You know, when we talk about competition, you may say uh, to me, well, Lil, who's your competition? You know, all of us in the online space, we account for less than 1% of the market size. The real competition is the traditional accountants and, yep. and the traditional CPAs. And, you know, it, it's, it always amuses me when when people will compare us to some of our, our other online uh, fellow people that are changing the industry. They're not the competition. There's such yeah. a big market uh, yeah. competitions in the traditional. They're, they're, they're your jogging buddies. They're the ones who are running next to you as you're changing stuff, right? Like, you know, it's- 100%. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, you know, it also just speaks to people's mentality. I mean, I, I've always, I've often been told and I often say like, I've got a very big abundance mindset and, you know, I'm not, I'm not concerned about the person doing the exact same thing I'm doing. I'm concerned about all the people doing something different that I'm not, that I'm not basically directly benefiting from. And I can, I can, you know, leverage what I'm doing to eventually get there and, and do what I should and, and take their market share. That's, that should be the real goal. Not, not the, not the people who are also, you know, the, the, the people evolving in industry are never really in competition with each other. Like you said, they're all in cahoots to change the industry. hundred percent. We're aligned hundred percent, Jason. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that we help each other because we're helping to bring more awareness to the marketplace and to make it acceptable because, you know, and look, COVID, well, I'm sure we're going to chat a little bit about COVID, even though that we're mm -hmm. published after, but, you know, COVID is going to impact the, the financial, the FinTech industry in a huge way. It already has but it's impacting small business owners. It's impacting every industry. Published after, you're very optimistic. <laughs> we'll see when this, when this, when this publishes. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, uh, so much to digest here. So before we get into the actual you know, nuts and bolts of how you do things, I mean, I think it's important that what you said right there is, is, is usually valuable. Um, the fact that you're helping each other because you're 
raising awareness, right? It doesn't have to be the old fashioned way. It does not have to be the once a year meeting or the I'm getting limited service. And, you know, the without ongoing engagement, I don't believe on a, on a regular basis there, I don't believe there's any way that an account can truly or bookkeeper can truly provide value to customers. Like it, at the end of the day, you're, I often, as a financial advisor, people, especially working business owners, when, they, when they're not used to dealing with someone who works at my level, the first question they'll often have is, well, I already have an accountant. So like, do I need you? And my response is, I think, I think you're misunderstanding what the accountant's job is. The accountant's job is to file your taxes. You may think it's for you to pay less tax. And yeah, they get some of that done. But a lot of the, you know, I won't say exotic, but a lot of the, the, the structural planning that comes into place is often driven by people in my sphere. So, so that's, that's the that's the average accountant's experience. There are plenty of good accounts who do who do what I'm talking about too, but it's it's yeah. a really a low bar of understanding for what people should expect, right? It really is, right? It's it's like my books need to be done, my taxes need to be filed. Not, you know, I need you to actually do this on a regular basis so that I can track KPIs that you've helped me develop, so that I can take information and re and change and change my business so I can make it more profitable and drive sales forward. Like you don't hear that as the default answer. Yeah, yeah, so true. So you know, a couple of things. It's interesting that you know the comment that you said about that most people will look at their books when they're filing taxes, and unfortunately, that's when they're doing their tax planning. So what a lot of people don't understand is <laughs> it's too late. Years, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it, 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 one of the examples I like to give is: so say you're you're a pizza owner, right? And and you're, you're, it's October and your pizza oven's on the brink and, and you know, a new pizza oven's $50,000 and you're thinking, well, do I repair this one for a couple thousand? Do I buy a new one? If you're somebody that has your books done every month and have them done in a tax-ready lens as to what your tax savings will be, if you do that, then you know when you call the accountant to say, hey, uh, my pizza oven's on the blink, you know, what should I do? You know, do I have money to buy to buy a new one? Your accountant should be able to say to you, well, you know what? You have $100,000 in profit. And so you're going to be paying roughly $30,000 in taxes and a new pizza oven's 50 and you're going to be able to use section 179. So $16,000 that you would be paying of that 30,000 to the tax man, you can use and take it from your right pocket and put it to your left pocket. And now it's an investment in your business. But no, they wait until March when it's too late. And hey, you got to pay that yep. much money. Well, and it's, it's really interesting that people, you know, the... You know, I'll call that the conventional accounting experience, which is I show up, I drop off a bunch of stuff, I come back later, I get my tax bill, and then I get their bill, and I get angry. Like that's that's so often what people complain about. It's like, well, you, but you hired someone to be a filer, you didn't hire someone to be a strategic <laughs> partner, right? Yeah. And you know, now you're understanding the difference. The um, and, and yeah, we often say all the time. Like it's I have a I have a friend who's an accountant, and she gets really really pissed off or nervous when a client will say to her like, oh, here's all my stuff now, do your magic. Right? Like, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You don't understand. The magic yeah. does not happen after the year is over. The magic happens through the year. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it's like, oh, I want to do, you know, it's, it's like, I always love my business, but it's like, well, I want to limit this tax bill. So if we set that foundation you talked about, it's like, it's December 15th. No, we can't set up the foundation. Without the yeah, 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 yeah. That ship had sailed. But, you know, well said. Like, look, the, if for those listening, they can't see our expressions, but I shuddered when you said, you drop off your, your stuff. Oh, yeah. That, you know, that day is over because how many accountants and bookkeepers have fat fingered numbers? I can't tell you how many mm. times we have seen where we've amended tax returns and we have seen where somebody transposed numbers. 
So we awesome. don't deal with that at all. It is all digital. You know, you don't want somebody to be rekeying numbers in. Well, I mean, first off, who wants that job? Secondly, like there's this little yeah. thing called data aggregation that people cracked the nut on over 10 years ago, probably like closer yeah. to almost getting close to 20 years ago now that you push a button and all that stuff gets pulled from your bank accounts. So who in God, like these, like, you know, I, I contrast, it's like one of these things where you, you win a war by the plans that you, by the plans you put in place before the war starts, not after the fact. Right. Yep. And, you know, think of, I'll contrast this to, to, to a, a auditing experience. Right. So Every now and then my tax authority comes to me and says, hey, what about, we want details on this expense, right? Now to the average person who drops off a bag full of receipts to their accountant, it's like, okay, good luck finding that sheet, that, that one receipt and that one sheet of paper, right? <laughs> to people who use, you know, something similar to your, to your, to your platform, which I, I also use something similar myself, it's, oh, you want that transaction from that date? Okay, let me just go to that transaction from that date. And oh, here's the receipt. And, and here it is. And nothing, nothing makes a tax authority disappear faster than someone who is organized, because they know there's no low, low hanging fruit there. Like you're not, you're not going to get anything on those people. That's right. And so they don't want to waste their time. They're going to go find the guy or the girl. Yeah, who, they got to fill their the shoe they box. Gotta, yeah, they got to fill their quotas that don't actually exist, right? Like that's. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I love it. We speak the same yeah. language. So true. Yeah. So we've talked about a lot of the benefits, and we're going to sure for sure dive into those a little bit more later. But let's talk about um, the different softwares used to support this. Uh, I want to know, basically, like what's in that tech stack, and what you know, why did you choose those? Like, what was specifically were you looking for from those tools? Perfect. Um, so we have a proprietary platform that we started writing at the end of 2016. Um, it's built on Node.js with Vue. Uh, we use um, Snowflake for our data warehouse. Uh, you've probably been watching Which is a, a name that everyone's familiar with now after an IPO, right? Like <laughs> and well-deserved because I got to tell you, they are, you know, unbelievable in, in how fast you can stand it up and how fast you can take it. I've heard as much, yeah. Yeah. So, so on the proprietary side, it's our own platform. What we did is we wrapped around best in class. So we wrapped around zero and QuickBooks. And initially it was zero, X-E-R-O. And the reason being is, is that we wanted a, a modern uh, software tool. So, you know, a lot of people say, well, why didn't you write your own, you know, GL, PL uh, platform? And, and Bench did that, right? Because the small business owner yeah. wants to know that they can take that software with them if something happens in their business or that they want to go, you know, bring somebody in-house. Look, sometimes businesses grow so big that they need to bring somebody in-house and have that. So we didn't do QuickBooks at first because QuickBooks doesn't play nicely in their own sandbox between, you know, QuickBooks Online and Desktop. But we recently added QuickBooks and we're very happy we did. So those two platforms, best in class uh, in that category. And, and then... They, through those, our customers will use A2X, you know, for payroll, it's Gusto, uh, that who we partnered with, and then a multitude of other, you know, 800 different applications, depending on the industry of our customer. So mm -hmm. we have a mobile app that is ours. And so a customer logs in when they're our customer, they can go through the desktop uh, for the portal to get to their numbers. They can log in on the mobile app. So to give you an example of the experience, Jason, 
you go to the bank, right? And you need to get a loan as a small business owner. And the first thing the banker says to you is we need the last three months P&Ls and last two years of tax returns. So fear comes over the, the face of the small business owner for two reasons. One, they have no idea if they ever did do those documents where they may have put them. And then the second piece of it is, is that they, where most of them don't do a monthly P&L, they think, oh my God, on a good day, my CPA doesn't call me back. It's usually two weeks. I need this yeah. loan now. And how am I gonna get these documents? So, so for us, we solve that problem by through the mobile app and the desktop portal, they have these documents as a repository at their fingertips all the time. So we produce those documents for them and they're sitting in there. And when they go to the bank, our customers have told us they're sitting across from the banker, they open up the mobile app and they just from there can email it to the banker. Yeah, and, uh, as, as someone who's had that very experience of like, you know, they're sitting there and they're talking and they see me on my phone, just, just typing away, thinking I'm ignoring them and being rude. And I'm like, okay, what else do you need? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. And then click, boom, and put the phone down. It's like, check your inbox. And it's like, it's, you know, first off, the respect expression is wow. But secondly, it's like, I'm relieved because I literally have nothing else to do now. And, yep. you know, there, there is no substitute for being organized, right? When, when you're properly organized as a business and everything's where it should be and, like the, you know, everybody's like, oh, I can't, you know, I'm being honored. I can't believe the amount of time I got to spend chasing down all this stuff. No, 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 no. The ounce of prevention, prevention was, was, was yeah. less painful than the pound of cure, right? Like, and, and it's, it's, yeah. So you're, you're now paying the price for all the times you didn't do the other stuff. And right. So, so well said. So how about the fact that now you have more time to work on your business and to yep. truly grow your business, right? And that's what, you know, all of us as business owners and entrepreneurs, that's what we want to do. We're here to create businesses. We don't want to be slowed down by, you know, by the fact that th that maybe they've neglected their books and cost them time, cost them opportunity, cost them money. Yep. Agreed. I mean, it's, again, it's turning the entire burden into a strength, right? It's, it's, it's that flip. Um, you know, it's funny, you mentioned a number of companies who've been on the show before uh, you had, you know, zero and, um, and into it through QuickBooks and bench as well. And it's interesting going back to the entire, you, you worked off, uh, you know, what were, what were best in class platforms for accounting versus building your own. Uh, I think there's, there's definite merits to both strategies, right? Like when you said, the portability of data is usually valuable. Uh, the customization though, there's also like your own platform. There's a lot more you can do with that. Like you don't, you don't have to be hooved to someone else's control. But I think at the end of the day, you know, they both matter, but let's not forget the old Clayton Christensen adage about not, you know, buying three quarter inch drill bits, they're buying three quarter inch holes. At the end of the day, we got to solve the problem. What you're, what you're all doing, whether using distant class or, or your own proprietary one is solving the problem. And forever, you know, regardless of that choice, people are going to be happy with what the, what that experience looks like. So good on you. So, I mean, that's, that's a number. Now, how much fun are you having making these things play with each other nicely? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I'm having a lot of fun. We'll have to ask my product team how much fun they're having, but, 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 but you're right. You know, I got to tell you, if we would have started out with QuickBooks in 2017, we wouldn't have as much fun as connecting to QuickBooks now, because I think that the market, <laughs> the market is demanding that they have to open up you know, they, they have to open up the API there and that they have to let uh, companies like ours be able to play nicely with them. So, so it's great. It's great. Uh, when you look at what we're doing, there was a great article written by Sam Lesson, who was uh, early Facebooker, but also had, you know, actually Facebook bought a company that he had. He, uh, he was at Harvard with uh, Zuckerberg. And, and Sam wrote an article about the knowledge work cloud. And 
what we've built is really based around that theory. We had already had it built before I saw that article. I, I read it, uh, I don't know, late 18. But our software does data-driven prioritization. It's workflow and it's measurement about burn down. And so through that, it allows us to 5X the traditional bookkeeper. So a traditional bookkeeper will work on somebody's books and they'll they'll do maybe 25 customers a month. Our bookkeepers can do 80 customers. What does that do for the small business owner? It gives them transparency about pricing. So we can, you know, the, the economy of scale, the, the speed, the productivity, and the margin that we can operate at the traditional industries, CPAs and bookkeepers and accountants, they can't compete because they can't deliver for that, for the pricing. And then by us doing that, we're given transparency to, to the small business owner for one about pricing. So we've gotten rid of the black box Two about them having the visibility to their numbers to have a better, better experience on building their business. Yeah. I mean, it's um, if COVID has taught everybody, nothing is that failure to digitize is going to cost you in more ways than you can count. And I think, you know, this greater embracing of technology, which frankly you should have been doing beforehand is only going to get greater. And you, you spoke to one of the true benefits, which is scalability, right? Like the reality is, is that if, if you're the kind of old bookkeeper who took the credit card statement and manually entered in everything over and over, you just rolled your eyes and I, I rolled my eyes too, because who in God's name wants that job? Like, I, I don't understand that uh, versus push a button gets pulled from the entire, from the bank account. And then, Oh, look, the receipts are already in there. Is this the same receipt? Yes, 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 yes. Like, you know, the speed at which you do this stuff. I mean, I, I started off doing my own booking from, from a business when we first started utilizing zero as a platform and like, everybody's like, Oh my God, you do your own bookkeeping. Like that's a ridiculous waste of time. I'm like, I don't understand what you're talking about. It takes me less than five minutes a day, right? Like five minutes. Right. Like this, this, you know, it's not that hard. I mean, that said, though, I was happy to eventually delegate that off as they got more complex. But initially, like, really, like, who who wants the old world? This blows my mind. So tell me about your your the, the general client, consumer feedback when they move from, let's call it the, the old school to the new school. What 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 uh, what's what are you hearing back from from satisfied customers or dissatisfied if you want to go that way? <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, it, probably my favorite testimonial from one of our customers. There was a uh, show that used to be on TV called cheaters.com or cheaters before he went to digital. Uh, have you ever heard of it? You know, they, they follow people around and expose yep. them for cheating. Right. And then he went to a, a digital platform. So it's cheaters.com. And I think it was Carrie Grant's, you know, great grandson or something like that, or grandson who hmm. was the host. So he wrote an, he wrote unsolicited, wrote a testimonial saying that what we're doing is one small step for small business owner mankind. That small, it has small step for, you know what? <laughs> it would only be better if it was Buzz Aldrin's grandkid. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know like, what? I'm with you. And, and he posted it right around when Apollo 11's anniversary was. And, and so we've taken it off his hands. He saves a ton of money on taxes. He loves it. Um, and, and so the customers are very happy. They know that they have their numbers. Not all of them look at the, the financials monthly, right? They say, look, I just want to know I'm compliant and that they're there when I need them. And they're there for the bank. But they love the fact that, that it's taken care of. And they don't have to, you know, 10 months down the road, try to figure out what happened 10 months prior. And, and they love the easeability. They love the fact that, you know, it's all in at the palm of their hand 24-7. They text with us. They live chat with us they phone call or email, we work in the method that they like to communicate and they love that. 
Excellent. So uh, before we wrap up, there's three questions I'd like to ask everybody. Let me get end on a positive note. First one is, if you had one wish for something that you could change in your company or in the industry as a whole, what would it be? So if we look at the accounting industry, I would want to change and have transparency and, and financial literacy for small business owners. Hmm. Yeah. And compassion. Compassion. Compassion from who? Are we talking about tax authorities? Or are we talking about... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, all of it, but... You know, for some reason, the traditional CPA industry, Jason, doesn't have compassion for small business owners. So, you know, we do. We love small business. Yeah. And I think that a lot of it is because, you know, I've had small businesses my whole life. And it, the small business owners is up at three in the morning worried about their numbers. So I think that we need to give them the tools and, and, and for them to have that financial support. I mean, I kind of get it. I mean, to date, the big, you know, the biggest uh, companies that hire the most people when they graduate with their their CPAs is, or, or graduate with their CPAs are, are the big accounting firms, right? And everybody pays their dues in forced labor camps that are the, uh, you know, the, you know, like, again, you know, when people say, I have my CPA, I'm like, oh, you know, what slavery is like then, because it is just <laughs> brutal, the work they put them through. Yeah. Not to diminish, not to mention the horror of slavery, but just, you know, as a, as a corollary, the you know, they still do that. And it's, you know, they're, those firms are still largely concerned with the Fortune 500s and Fortune 1000s, whatever you want to go down, because, hey, they they pay really well. They typically have sophisticated people working internally that they can speak a language to. And, you know, there is no, the education piece really isn't there, right? Like, except for some of the complex stuff, right? So it's like, yeah, you're, you're talking to people on the same level to a large degree. When you, when you move to small business, it's a completely different story. You have that widget maker who got into business because he wanted to make widgets, right? Like yeah. you, have, you have, you know, the, 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 the person providing a personal service online uh, because, you know what, she wanted to work from home, whatever it was, right? It, these people did not get into business. They do not have the accounting background. They do not have that the sophistication of tax planning. And yes, there's, there's a, and there, you know, they may be just not numbers people, right? So you're, I think you're right. There is, you know, there's not necessarily enough compassion uh, yep. for, for the fact that these people are very different than dealing with people at Fortune 500s. Yep, but they're the backbone of the, of, of the country, right? They're the oh. backbone of economies, whatever country you're in, they are the backbone. And so why wouldn't we want to help them so they can employ more people? 100%. Um, so second question I have for you is, what's been the biggest challenge in getting to where you are today? It would be that the flywheel, right? So when you're a tech startup uh, to scale, it's, it's in the early days, it's so hard to like move that flywheel, flywheel to, to where you get to scale. So when you look at the company, um, I think that we have great product market fit. Uh, it is about getting the flywheel moving. You are building everything from scratch, right? All of your processes from scratch. Uh, and it's hard, right? Startups are hard. That, that they are. That they are. And the final question for you is what excites you uh, about what it is you're doing that gets you up every morning to keep on fighting the good fight and charging on? That we're part of, of helping small business owners and that we're, cha- we're reshaping an industry. We're changing an industry and we're making it a level playing field. No more black box on pricing. No more that uh, you don't have that it doesn't run at the speed of business. And I'm thrilled. I, I get it. I love it. I work, you know, 12, 14 hour days and I love what I'm doing. I can't believe that I get to come do this every day. There you go. As uh, you know, 
as, as people always tell me that I work too hard, which is probably true. Um, I always, the response is always, I really don't see this work. hundred <laughs> percent. Right? Yeah, yeah. like, exactly. If you, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life is the old saying, right? So yeah. Lil, thank you so much for this. I really appreciate it. And um, basically um, hope you nothing but the best of success because your success is typically the success of other businesses. So really appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Great. Great being with you. Thanks so much, Jason. Take care. Bye. So that was my interview with Lil Roberts of Zendu. I hope you enjoyed that. And in case you haven't noticed, there's a bit of a theme around accounting in this podcast every time I touch it. And it's that the old-fashioned way just doesn't work. Not when you're used to the new world of how things get done. So if you're listening to this and you're still relying upon old-school accounting and you're not getting the proper digital service that you deserve to basically leverage and get proper intelligence on your business, please make that change because you're only going to benefit from it in the long run. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at fintechimpact.co. 